0: Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence here in this place. We know that you're here to release miraculous power. Power to heal, power to deliver, but most of all to set free. We pray now, Father that you allow us to internalize your presence God in this moment we feel your presence we know that in your presence is the fullness of everything that you are so whatever needs we have today we submit and surrender it to that presence right now and God because we are people of faith we believe that we have received, and therefore it shall be done. So we thank you, we praise you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. before I begin I want to say a couple of things number one I think uh, it is appropriate that we just pause for a moment and think about all those souls who gave their lives for the freedoms that we enjoy Uh, it would not be wise to forget that everyone who sacrificed for your freedom Deserves your thanks. Yes. Amen. Amen. I also want to remind you of one other thing. We're in a nation right now where violence seemed to be running rampant. And people are questioning why so much is happening. And I want to remind you, because I think we have a tendency to forget that The earth, he's given to man. Okay, y'all taking too long. And because he's given it to man, man has free will. And the one thing that the Bible tells us constantly is that this world system is evil, it's wicked. So I challenge you, to change the system. Amen? Amen? Amen. And I'm going to stop right there. You have your Bibles now. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 1. We're just going to do a couple of verses today. Uh, Let's go to verse 7. And he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and, uh, and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, we've been talking to you the last several weeks on the in the interim. This is the part three of in the interim. The interim being the time from Jesus' resurrection until his ascension in verse 9, which we haven't gotten to yet. Amen? Amen. All right, you can be seated. See if we can pick the story up. (laughs) Somewhere between last week and week before and the week before that. (laughs) But Jesus is dealing with some disciples the same way he deals with us. You know, no matter whether we have been uh, witnesses to the resurrection. We know that he was crucified, that he rose again. Uh, he's been seen, the Bible says, there were many witnesses who saw him firsthand, but they still had some issues because they still couldn't determine that this kingdom he kept talking about uh, was a, a spiritual kingdom. They were looking for a natural, physical kingdom. Uh, many saints today are looking for a natural physical kingdom. In other words, there are people who still believe that they can be good enough. Come on. All right. So the Bible says that Jesus was trying to to dispel their ignorance by telling them that this kingdom is not something that they should be concerned about when it's coming. And what he's saying basically is, I like the way he put it, he said that the father is the only one that knows the time when he'll bring the kingdom to fruition. So what he's saying uh, is don't be trying to capitalize on a prophetic word or some uh, great outpouring that tells you when you know, this thing is coming to a close. Stop looking for the answer. I don't know why we're looking for the end when we can't find the noun. There's a problem when, when, when we always want to know something about something that hasn't happened, but we have an issue with things that are happening right in front of us. But I digress. So he says to them, uh, you're not going to get this answer in, in this time. So he goes on to say this in Matthew chapter 6, and that's where we, I think we hit on last week. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That should have been a clue that the kingdom, when it comes in its fullness, will be when the will of God is being done on earth the same way that it's being done in heaven. Amen? So, we go from there and uh, uh, we understand that that was the beginning of the kingdom. Now, this is where it starts to get a little tricky. In verse 9, we we see the ascension, but we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, But the Bible says that at the point of of ascension, that Jesus gave them some instructions. Verse 8 was the instructions, the final instruction. I told you last week, if you haven't gotten any new orders, follow the last one. And the last one he gave us here was in verse eight. He says, but you shall receive power. So the Bible teaches us that uh, you're going to receive power. Now, what does that mean? You don't have the power right now. Not you. I'm talking about then. (laughs) Had to do this thing. Now, listen, what he said is, you shall receive power When? And when is Acts chapter 2? When the Holy Spirit fully comes. All right. But until then, what do we do? He says, wait. Wait for the power. Wait for the power. Wait for the power. Now, this is where I want to pick up today. And I want you to understand that when we talk about waiting for the power of the Holy Spirit, then you have to go all the way back to the book of John. So that you understand that in John chapter 20 and verse 22, the Bible says that when Jesus was with his disciples, he breathed on them and he said what? Receive the Holy Spirit. Now that's the elusive Holy Spirit we're talking about. He said receive the Holy Spirit. And and, and now, now you understand that Uh, In John chapter 3, the Bible says that uh, if a man man has not been born again, not only can he not enter the kingdom, but he can't see it. Do do you all remember that? He said you can't even see it. You can't recognize it when it's right in front of you. That's why we're looking for something that's not here rather than what. So he says, receive it. Now, he breathed on them. The Bible says that he inspired. That's what literally it means. He inspired them to receive. Now, receive, uh, I don't like to use Greek words because y'all don't really care one way or the other, do you? Lambane. It simply means to accept, to receive, to take hold of. So he says, take hold of this Holy Spirit that I'm inspiring in you. Now, this is the same term that he used in Genesis chapter two and verse seven. When he spoke into Adam, the Bible says he inspired him to become a living soul. Y'all. Okay. I'm going to make this fast and I'm going to try to do this short because I know I'm giving you a lot of information. I don't want nobody to leave with a headache, especially me. (laughs) So so what he's saying is that the same way he breathed on his disciples, I know that I'm not using the tense correctly, but y'all know what I'm saying, uh, is the same way that he breathed into Adam. Adam became a living soul. Now, to put it in context, uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, Ezekiel chapter 37, because I want you to get this internally. In Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 9, the Bible says, and he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O oh breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Amen? When the breath of God comes in contact with the human spirit, he becomes a new creation. That's why in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, that if any man is in Christ, he is a new. So when Jesus breathed on his disciples in John chapter 20, he did that so that they could become a new creation. The word that that the Bible uses is that they were regenerated. They were no longer the old man but they were now a new man. Why is that? Because if they had not been regenerated, they could not receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit then could not come and bring the power if they were the old men. Y'all still with me? So he prepared them for the reception of the Holy Spirit by breathing or inspiring them to become what he called them to be. So with the Holy Spirit comes power. Now, they had power in John, but you have to understand that power is something that always existed, but people were never always able to grasp it. The example of course is that there've always been atoms in the universe But man has only been, in the last 70 years, able to harness that power and build atomic energy. So it's been there all the time. It just took him 2,000 years to figure it. So there's no reason that in 50 days they couldn't grasp (laughs) this. You know what that preaches right by itself because if they, you think about it, they can get it in fifty days and put what it took man two thousand years to figure it out. But but that ain't the lesson. So. <laughs> so the Bible says that they were able now to understand that this power was in them, but they didn't know what to do with it. The problem that we have in this church era is that we believe that if we understand something, we can do it, listen to what I'm saying, because I don't want you to get this, as folks say, don't get it twisted. We believe that if we understand something, we can do it. See, the problem is you have to have authority to release the thing that you understand. Huh? Why is that? Because the Bible says, trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. Because if you have figured it out, it does not mean that you can do it. That's why he said, listen, I breathe on you. And again, I hate I hate using that word because that's not the right tense, but it's the only way because that's what the Bible said. (laughs) He said he breathed. Isn't that what he said? And the Bible says that caused them to be regenerated. What are you talking about, preacher? Regeneration. Well, what he's saying is now you're able to receive the spirit. Now, wait, hold on. I thought you just got it. So what are you trying to tell me? I'm telling you that you can receive the Holy Spirit but you can also receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are they two different things? Well, yes and no. That's clear as mud, ain't it? Hear me out for just a minute. Some people receive both at the same time. Others receive it at different times. Amen. Now, somebody say, well, wait a minute. You can't show me that in the Bible. I just did. Amen. Right. Yeah. Amen. He went to the 11. Uh-huh. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. The Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2. And the Bible says at that particular time, they say 120, but most people say it's 520 uh-huh. because there are at least 500 disciples there who receive it. Amen. So, Eleven. Let's stay one twenty, cause I know that y'all like to be sticklers. <laughs> Amen. But did they receive something different? No. What it is is that the eleven received it. Then the rest of them received it with activation. Amen. Amen. Y'all still with me? Now, what that means is that sometimes, and this I know, it gets a little tricky, but you got to stay with me. That's why I say I want to do this quick because the longer I talk, the more you get confused. Listen to me. If you are saved, sanctified, born again, you still may not have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you may not have uh, the miraculous gift. Now, I say miraculous gift because you think that I'm talking about speaking in tongues, and I am, but that is not the only thing that you need because the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit, you will receive power to what? Witness. Okay. Come on, listen to me. You can't witness in tongues. Okay? Can y'all, you you can't witness in tongues. You can't prophesy in tongues. All right, listen to me. I'm going to let y'all cheat. I'm going to let you read ahead. Look, in Acts chapter 2, You, receive, uh, you see where the, 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 the church receives the power of the Holy Spirit. But I want you to, let, let, me, let me just show it to you scripture. I'm going to skip ahead. Now, that's a side road and I'm coming back, okay? I want you to see this in chapter 2. The Bible says in verse 5, it says, And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own language. How did they put it here? Didn't say an un-none, un-none, unknown tongue. It said they heard speaking in their own language. They were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, and you know what they, they all saw. Bible, let me skip all the way down. The Bible says, verse 12, so they were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? Now, watch this. So what the Bible says is that when they began to speak and everyone heard everyone in their own language, what was happening was the unscrambling of Genesis 11. Do you understand? He confused their language so they couldn't talk to one another. Now he unscrambled it so they can talk to one another. Because if you're going to witness, you got to know what the person is saying. And that's the only reason I skipped ahead because I need you to know. All right. Maybe I should just read a couple of verses a day and and not go through all that because then y'all want to be figuring out what's he talking about. So the Bible says that they would receive power. They would receive power. The power they had uh, was in them in John chapter 20. And we know, well, if you look at John chapter 20, verse 23, Verse 23, let me find it. He said this. Well, here it is, okay. If you forgive sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now, what does that mean to most of us? Absolutely nothing. What he's saying is that when I breathed on you, you had the power to do exactly what Matthew 6 and 10 says. And what we understand that the Bible says that whatever you bind on earth. will be bound in heaven or the correct terminology is. Has been bound. And whatever you loose will be loose on earth. So he says if a person repents and you agree with that, then that repentance is made manifest both in heaven. Y'all good? Huh? All right. Now I'm going to go over here and get ugly now. <laughs> See, because the power that he's talking about, and I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I think I did, uh, Proverbs 18, 21. Y'all remember that? Okay. <laughs> Life and death. Are you following me? Now, why is that important? Because the activated power is the power, uh, Mr. Thomas used to call it uh, our radio station, Uh, (laughs) Y-W-O-M, your word of mouth. (laughs) If it comes out of your mouth, Listen now, it is a truth you can witness to. You didn't get that. If it comes out of your mouth, it better be the truth. Because you're either speaking life or death. Huh? Listen, from an early age, people have been speaking. Children say, I don't like broccoli. We spoke death to broccoli. Come on. Oh, y'all, are laughing. Yeah. So children won't eat vegetables, so they grew up to be with you know with all kinds of liver and kidney disease later on in life. ADD, ADHD, BPP, and CTA. I don't know what they all got, but 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 it's because we spoke. Come on now, y'all. God forbid you say, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. 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 Here's what the Bible says. Anyone who's angry with his brother without a cause is in danger of the hellfire. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So if you say to me, I don't like you, mm-hmm. tell me why. Mm-hmm. No, don't tell me about your feelings. Tell me why. Amen. Amen. Give me a definitive reason why you don't like me. Tell me exactly what it is that I did to you that you don't like. Amen. Y'all sit with me. So we're not talking about, I got the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. You have a dangerous weapon. And you just let it fly anytime you want. Listen, James goes up much. He said the tongue is set afire by hell. I told you a couple of weeks ago that most of the gifts that emanate from the Holy Spirit are speaking gifts. This is why it was so important that they get this, this power and then tarry until the Holy Spirit comes. In other words, just because you got, you got saved, uh, Lord come into my life, you need more than that to stay saved. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. You got to have power. The Bible calls it dunamis. But the first thing, ah, come on now, this is where it's going to get ugly. The first thing you should get from the Holy Spirit It's the ability to submit. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Ah, because if you can't submit, you can't follow. Yes. <laughs> huh? yes. That's why Paul says, "Be imitators of me." Yes. He said it in Ephesians chapter five. He said it uh, Ephesians five and one. He said it in. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, he said, be imitators of me. Follow me as I follow Christ. If you can't follow, Amen. you can never lead, which means that the thing. when I say lead, see everybody thinks about a title and that's what the disciples were confused about. You can't lead because you can't speak a truth that will cause people Amen. to become saved. Amen. You can't, here it is, listen to me, you can't, Lead someone to Christ.. Amen. You must have the power of witness. Yeah. Amen. And if there's no power in your words, then people don't get saved. Amen. The reason people don't get saved is because you didn't wait for the power before you went. Oh yeah, you got saved, you got saved but you didn't know how to use the power you had so you just started speaking. Amen. Amen. You have to wait until the Spirit tells you what, to, the, I don't like saying the Spirit, the Holy Spirit tells you what to say. Amen. Bible says that while you're on the way, he'll give you an answer. While you are on the way, That's why you don't see many tracks today. You, you understand that? Because that is a pre-prepared message. And most people know there ain't no power in a pre-prepared message. They want to hear a right now message based on what you know. Y'all still with me? So he says you shall become witnesses. Oh, now I told you about this. A witness, of course, is a martyr. Mm-hmm. Amen. That means that, listen, what I believe, I'll take it to the grave for, for, uh, with me because I believe that when Jesus says that, that uh, I need to, to speak the things that he said and the things that he did, those are the only things I should be talking about. I shouldn't be talking about, uh, uh, it's hot today. Yeah, well, it is. So what? Wait a couple of months, it'll be cold. So then what? That ain't a big deal, right? But whether you are going to heaven or not is a big deal. And at some point in time, we understand that that power to witness is the power of the Holy Spirit to touch another person's heart the same way your heart was touched. Now let's take that back a notch and go back to what we said. If you can't follow, if you can't submit, then the first thing I would tell you is that little banner up there, you gotta learn how to prioritize. Yes. First things first. Most people have everything out of order because you know stuff. Doesn't mean that you can be effective for what you know. Amen. Hmm? Ms. School Teacher, how many times have your students had a problem learning because they didn't like you? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Huh? Every teacher in here can can vouch for that. People don't learn from from you if they don't like you. <laughs> So maybe that's the problem here. They don't like me, huh? (laughs) Now listen, you can't be a witness if you don't have the Holy Spirit because we need the witness witness to be a replica of your fruit. Amen. Amen. I don't feel any love if I don't feel any joy. If there's no peace, huh? if you're not willing to love, long suffer with me, you ain't going to win me. Oh yeah, you want the easy convert. Come on, you want the guy that's about getting ready to go to jail. Been praying, Lord, help me. Oh, let let me go to church. I'm going to get saved. Yes, yes, yes. Can you write me a letter for my probation officer? That's the kind of salvation you're looking for. Huh? And of course, my all-time favorite, you know, the rabbit died. The stuff they don't know anything about. The test was positive. How about that? All of a sudden, we're praying. (laughs) (laughs) This is where real life meets the road. And so many people have had crisis conversions. I'm in a mess. I need some help. You get the help, you go right back to where you were before. This is the reason that between Passover and Pentecost, he said, Just tarry. Hang in here. You're saved. I've covered you. But I need you to wait. Now, why did you need to wait? Okay. The Bible says that Christ had to go back to the Father because if he had stayed here, then they would not be able to take this gift throughout the world. So he had to go back to the father and then send the Holy Spirit, which is, which is a manifestation of the fullness of the Trinity. Even though we call it the Holy Spirit, it is a full manifestation of the Trinity in you that gives you the power. I think they've got it. <laughs> now, a witness must not only just speak the truth, but listen at this. A witness can only testify to things they know to be a fact. Amen. 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 How many times, let me look at the wall. How many times have you repeated something and then found out later that it was a lie? How about this right here? Huh? On Wednesday of this week, we were telling everybody how people ran into that school and shot the guy. And, huh? We, we went and told everybody, right? And then come Friday. Well, uh, what had happened was and we found out that everything that we were repeating was a lie. Amen. That's why you wait. Amen. If you don't know it, don't say it. Amen. Uh-oh. Amen. Okay. All right. It ain't like that. Ain't. <clears throat> if you are a witness, listen, if you are a witness, You are subject to cross-examination. And you know, lawyers love the wife beating question. Y'all know that? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Well, Mr. Jones, uh, have you stopped beating your wife? It's taken a while. It, 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 it's taken a while. You know how that slow roll. The inference is that he had been beaten. But the truth is, knowing Sister Jones, he has not. <laughs> Even though I did see him look a little funny one day. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? You're subject to cross-examination. We want to know if you know that you know that you know. Amen. Amen. Now, to testify as a witness, you are empowered to speak. Listen, write this in your notes. You are empowered to speak the word that carries God's purpose. That's all. if it does not add, build up, strengthen the kingdom, you shouldn't be saying it. Amen. Well, Pastor, that kind of limits what I say. No, uh-uh. You can say anything you want to say as long as it's the truth. Amen. Amen. And if it's not the truth, why are you saying it? Amen. Amen. Most of our conversation, the third party If you weren't there, listen to what I'm saying. If you weren't there and you were not participating. See, and, 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 you know, in my former occupation, I understood some things. That's why I love the Bible, because the law is just like the Bible. Yep. Uh, uh, either it is or it ain't, right? Right. right, right. Now, according to uh, uh, law, if you are present, participating or not, and do not report, you become a principal. What does that mean? That means you can't say this stuff we say in church. Well, ain't none of my business. Yeah, it is. If you see it, you have to say something. You have to. Come on. You become complicit if you say nothing. Now, why, 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 is Pastor, doing this? Because we have this problem where we understand that saying nothing is also a witness. Hmm. Let me find my scripture here. First John chapter three verse six says this: "Whoever uh, abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him or known him." Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil. Huh? Look at the rest of that. It says. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he may destroy the works of the devil. Listen, every word of witness that you bring forth should be a witness that destroys the works of the devil. That's why your words have to have purpose. The Holy Spirit is to empower those words. Listen, when the Bible talks about being able to do miracles, I think I'm going to stop right along here somewhere. When the Holy Spirit says that you are empowered to do miracles. Now, every conversion is a miracle. First of all. But what takes more power to bring about a conversion in a person's life or to bring healing? And the answer is same power. Amen. Amen. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I ain't got time to go there today. <laughs> All the gifts by one and the same spirit. Amen. So if you are empowered to witness, you can heal, you can deliver, you can set free. That's why you have to have the power of the Holy Spirit. All old, it? all things come of thee, O Lord. Amen. All those gifts yes. are from one and the same spirit, Amen. but we just tend to capitalize on the the, the speaking gifts. Amen. Amen. So if you can't if you can't pray for somebody and get results, yes. if you can't witness to somebody and get results, Uh, 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 if you can't give your way out of a situation, you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. You may be saved, but you don't have the power. Listen, you wouldn't let a lying person pray for you. Huh? You wouldn't let a fornicator pray for you. You wouldn't let a stingy person pray for you. Please don't let them. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? If someone is going to pray for me, I want them to be praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hmm? Listen, it's important. Oh, Lord. I was ready to say something. Move on, move on, Pastor, move on. (laughs) These me focus on. Mm. Uh, Let's see. I got five minutes to wrap this up. Uh, Let me give you this. Uh, The role of the apostles is that of a witness or a martyr, and and then we give you the progression. The Bible says uh, they received the Holy Spirit, the, the spirit would then give them power. And then the third thing is that they would witness with extraordinary results. So if you have the power, then your witness should have results. Amen. Do you know that you can witness a person and get them healed? Amen. Amen. What would you say? Because if I give you my testimony of my healing yes. and then I pray for you, it changes my witness. Because you have something you can believe in because it happened to somebody else. <laughs> now, let's do this last part. I only got four minutes to do it, so I'm going probably read it because that's the easiest way for me to get it to you. Uh, geographically, uh, the Bible says that the, the word spread from Jerusalem to Judea Uh, Now, Jerusalem is where, I'm going to help you this way. Jerusalem is where folk are like you. Hmm? Judea is where people are not like you, mixed race. Hmm? Uh, uh, Samaria, same thing. And then finally, it goes to the Gentiles. These are your polar opposites. And then it goes to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, at the time Paul was writing, Rome was the uttermost part of the earth. Amen? So the Bible says that, that uh, uh, when we begin to witness, the first thing the Bible says is that Samaria and Judea were hostile next door their neighbors. Come on, did you get what I just said? they were hostile next door neighbors. If your witness is not working in your neighborhood, it ain't working. But it won't work in your neighborhood because it probably hadn't worked in your house. All right, I'm going to tread carefully with this. (sighs) Salvation is a household thing. Wherever we read about it, it it's, about, it's about families. So when uh, I get saved, whether I'm talking about man or woman, if I get saved, my primary mission from then is to save my family. It is to save my family. It is to save my family. Save my family. Don't start with a Bible study or trying to build a church when you got unsaved folk home. Amen. Amen. Work in your house. Now I've heard, I've heard people say that uh, I've heard preachers frank, quite frankly say uh, yeah well my wife ain't saved but you know that's her thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that ain't no, nah, that ain't mm-mm, no, no, that ain't that ain't her thing. Her thing better be my thing. And if her thing ain't my thing, then we don't need to be a thing. <laughs> uh, And folks say, here they go. I'm, I only got a minute, so I can meddle a little bit. Uh, folks say, well, I can't make my children. What? You make them come in the house, right? You, 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 look, you make them sit down and eat your food, don't, huh? Wear your clothes. You can't make. What? Well, you'll be faking it in my house then because <laughs> they may, li- li- may live like the world when they're out but when they're in the house huh? Come on, every man in here need to say it right now, it's my house that's right, take, come on take some authority, say it like you in me, in it's my house, that's right Heard one man say, I won't even let them have a gas stove in my house because I'm the only flame in the house. said that. Listen to me. And this is very common. This is very common. And I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just simply saying this, that the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, look what it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. uh, you You know what it says. It says, as many as were saved were added to the church. Now, your children don't have an opinion about this until they reach the age of accountability. Right. Amen. They're depending on you. Amen. But if you have had 8, 10, 12 years with those children and you have not prepared them, then apparently your witness is off. They've seen something in you that makes them not want to be a part of church. And if they've seen that, you need to start correcting that right now. It's never too late. It's, it's, it's never too late. Too late. Amen. 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 I was telling somebody the other day we were having a conversation. I said, "You know what? Uh, I know folks don't like it when I say it, but it's the truth. Uh, Until my son got to be a certain age, he he needed to fear me. I could not keep him safe if he didn't fear me." I said, well, pastor, yeah, you're cheering on that field. Yes, they should. Sure. <laughs> they should be scared to death of you. <laughs> what, what would my mama say if I did that? That's, that's what they should be saying. I don't want my dad to find This is what they should be saying. Now, there comes a point in time when they don't fear you anymore. That's when you take the checkbook. Because where my treasure is, that's where their heart will be also. No, I, I, I make fun. I make fun. But you need to understand that today, today, and I'm closing with it today, you need to make sure, first of all, before you think about witnessing, that your household is in order. Amen? Your household is in order. Whatever you're doing, ministry wise, stop. You say in Jerusalem, No, you stay in Jerusalem until you have cleaned up your own house. Then you can take it out of the house. Because when you step out of the house, there ought to be a family that looks like they belong to the church. Now, we've seen what the world looks like. Every time you turn on the news, you see what it looks like. Is that what you want? Amen. All right, come on, stand up. With me. Amen. We're going to get to Acts chapter 2 next week. No, we're anniversary next week. Week after next. <clears throat> Y'all can remember that long. Right?